You're listening to Ease and Grow, a podcast about life lessons, wellness, and growing into your authentic self. I'm your host, Sika, a millennial writer, thinker, feeler, and heart-centered creative human. I'm obsessed with personal growth and soaking up as much joy as we can on this crazy ride of life. If you've ever found yourself thinking, there's got to be more than this, then this is for you. Let's get to it. Hey, hi, hello, friends. Welcome back to Ease and Grow. I am loving the energy today. (laughs) It's nice and sunny. I've got the house to myself. It just feels good. I like it. I got another restock of my favorite um, superfood creamer. I use Laird Superfood. Um, actually, it's not a creamer. It's called InstaFuel. So it's like a latte mix. And I just love starting the day with that and my cute wakey-wakey mug. And I just feel like the energy is good today. So I hope you're feeling good energy where you are. Um, if you want to see me make my morning lattes, definitely follow me at Sika D. Uh, I always post my breakfast there. <laughs> it's like one of my little joys of the day to just start off like my cute latte, my oatmeal or my cereal and just like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so yeah, a little plug for my Instagram. I don't really call out my personal Instagram, but it is Sika D-D-E-E on Instagram if you want to see what I'm up to. Um, Happy March. Uh, What? It is already March. I was honestly kind of in shock. I mean, February is always a short month, obviously, but guys, we're back to March again. How do we feel? What are our feelings about this? Um, I'm excited. I feel like I'm just excited for the weather to get warmer, honestly. Here on the East Coast, it has been a dreary winter. And just having the sun out, having the warmth come tease us a little bit has been really nice. So I'm happy. It's March. Happy March. It's my mom's birthday month. It's my dear cousin in Chicago's birthday month. It's it's a good month. So I hope you're feeling some positive energy around that, too. Uh, some housekeeping and updates before I dive into talking about our patterns in this episode. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening. As of February 18th, I had 250 downloads. Yay! Thank you for listening. That's actually really big. It sounds small, but I know that it's only episode eight now so as I keep putting more and more out I'm just I can see the growth coming and I'm excited to reach my big goal for the year but yeah thank you guys for listening uh another new update if you have a suggestion for the show if you have a guest you want to suggest if you want to be a guest all those things I made a google form that I linked on my website and it's also linked on the link tree for Ease and Grow's Instagram. So you can go to brightlyseeka.com slash podcast with dashes in between each word. And that's the homepage for the podcast and you'll find the suggest, uh, make a suggestion button. I can't remember exactly what it says, but it'll be clear when you go to the page and 
If you can't remember all that, of course, it'll be linked in the show notes and it'll be in the link tree on our Instagram. So if you have any suggestions, if you want me to know something, have any feedback, like anything, honestly, just a suggestion box, really. Uh, Yeah, you can go there and let me know. Uh, Last week's shame spiraling episode. Oh, my God. I was so nervous putting that out (laughs) and you guys were so kind thank you for all the nice responses to that episode I'm glad that you like that kind of like off the cuff vibe which is what I'm doing now we're doing off the cuff again but I'm glad that you felt that that was helpful it was relatable I was really nervous because as I said in the episode my subconscious wants me to think that emotions are bad but emotions are healthy they're normal and I'm glad we could all relate over my shame spiraling. Um, yeah, and thank you for the ratings and reviews. I have 12 ratings and three reviews on Apple Podcasts right now. I'm super grateful for every single one of them. I haven't said that before. I don't know why. So I just wanted to make sure I called that out. I made a note to make sure that I let you guys know. It means a lot to me, and I really appreciate that. And... It gives me encouragement to keep going. So we're chugging along here on the pod. Yeah, thank you. And I feel like that's all the housekeeping. Yeah, I think that's that's all the updates I have for you. So today, today I was inspired to share with you a realization, a breakthrough, like a big kind of understanding that I came to in therapy last week. Um, Just to catch you guys up, I felt so much better in the past week compared to my low dip over Valentine's weekend. Seems like it was a while ago, but it wasn't that long ago. And I've been like slowly rebuilding back up to like my normal sense of homeostasis mood-wise, like mental health-wise. And actually one thing I noticed that I I know already and I forget sometimes, (laughs) but connecting with people is always when I feel best. Literally, I was counting last night and this past week that we just had of the last week in February, I spoke to nine different people. I had nine different calls. That's what it was. I have two calls for me to do this week. And then I had like individual calls throughout the week, including a therapy call. And I was like, okay, I feel good. But like, also my ambivert self now is like, please don't talk to anyone this week because you did too much last week. Uh, I'm technically an ENFJ, but I'm literally like probably 55% extrovert. Like I'm on the fence. Like I'm almost an introvert. So like I love connecting with people. It's great. It energizes me, but only to an extent. And I always tell this to my therapist. I'm like, it's a precarious balance, like between solo time and time with people. Like we really have to manage that balance. So of course my Libra nature is coming in. We're, We're trying to find that balance always. But yeah, I mean, I noticed that and that's always something I need to keep in mind but actually last week in therapy what came out of it was from our last episode that I talked about how my cousin really encouraged me to like be more present she's a social worker and she also gave me great advice in regards to therapy and in regards to being open and transparent 
And I always think of myself as someone who's very open and transparent. I feel like I don't have any issue telling people the truth about like what I've gone through, what my feelings were. Like I don't really have the sense that I need to like put on a facade about my experiences, but I guess I've noticed about myself that I don't really like to tell a person if they're doing something that bothers me. It's kind of like boundary setting. Actually, this goes back to our episode with Kim, um, Love in the Time of Quarantine, when I was sharing that people-pleasing has been my ongoing theme. So basically anything that I think could upset someone, that is something I'm not very transparent about, which is bad. I mean... I mean, it has good intentions, but it's not great because then things just get swept under the rug and it just grows there and you don't really ever address it. So I did a brave thing and told my therapist about my apprehensions with being fully transparent with her. And I feel like this is important to share because if you're having this experience in your relationship with a therapist then I would like you to learn from me and just bite the bullet and like share openly with them for some time now, at least six months now, I've been thinking, do I need to change therapists? Like, I don't feel like I can really get to that next level. Like, I don't feel like I can like break through. Like there's something that I feel like is in the way and I could never say it. I was never say I like alluded to it here and there. So that's another lesson. Like, You may think you're saying something to someone, but you're not saying it directly and it's not being communicated clearly. So it can't be addressed directly and then it never gets resolved. So I kind of alluded to it over the past six months and I like kind of was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm not making a lot of like a lot of progress. Like, I feel like we're getting stagnant. Like, I want to make sure I'm growing as much as possible. But I never said like... For some reason, I don't feel like I can be fully open with you. Like that, just say it straight out. I told her, I was like, there are things I've told my coach that I haven't told you and I don't feel like I can and I don't know why. And I kind of just sat in that and she was so, oh my God, I cannot emphasize how amazing she responded to it. Like she was just so nice about it. She was like, I just want you to know that I wake up every day grateful for my job. I This is a judgment-free zone. I wish that all my patients get perspective and they get healing. And that's all I want for them. Like, I only want the best for them. And I don't have any judgments for you. So I hope that you can receive that and take that in. And also, you don't have to feel like you have to tell me everything. Like, it's okay if you don't feel comfortable telling me something. But if you do want to, then just know that I'm fully open. And I was just like, I feel so much better. Like, I literally, like, could not explain to you what kind of weight that lifted off of me. Of just hearing her say that, talking it through with her. Literally, that's what she's there for. She's my therapist. Like, we just, like, talked it through. And I've had a relationship with her for almost two years now. And she knows me so well. And I was like, I don't want to start over with a new therapist. Like, I just, like, felt, like, stuck in this, like, between a rock and a hard place of, like, I don't know how to address this best. And just telling her and being able to work it through with her, like, it is a relationship. So that was just amazing. Like, I <laughs> I was like, this is what it's like to face things head on. Like, I'm, I've noticed this about myself. I know that I have a pattern of avoiding things. 
and it's clear in my Enneagram 9-ness. And you're probably confused if you heard the last episode because I'm an Enneagram 1. But I would say that I teeter between a one-wing 9 and a one-wing 2. And I honestly, when I first found out about Enneagram and I always see posts about different Enneagram types on Instagram, I always thought I was a 9 because I always related to 9s the most. And I just... (laughs) Anytime I see anything about nines, I believe in my mind, I'm like affiliating different Enneagram types with astrology signs. And the nine is called the peacemaker. And I always think, oh, the nine is Libra. Like, obviously, (laughs) like they don't like conflict. They don't want to be part of any drama. They just want to like avoid anything that's difficult. Like they're indecisive. Like they're pretty much they're pretty equivalent to one another. So... I've definitely noticed that about myself in many areas of life. I actually, hold on. I just want to read to you something that I was reading about the Enneagram in this book my sister got me called The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Crone and Suzanne Stabile. This is what it says about nines. Denial is a big defense mechanism for them. They don't want to face anything that will unsettle their harmony, so they tell their inner orchestra to play louder while their ship is sinking. (laughs) They might ignore the obvious signs that something's wrong, minimize the problems, or suggest a simple repair that only reveals how out of touch they are with the magnitude of the issue and how determined they are to avoid the unpleasantness of dealing with it. I underline that. Because they want to avoid conflict and painful conversations, others have to hold nine's feet to the fire to address serious problems in relationships. Their desire to skirt conflict and fuse with another person is so strong that nines will cling to relationships long past their expiration dates. That's a that's an aside, but that's also true for me. I've done that before many times. Um, but yeah, basically, we just want to maintain our inner peace and anything that may suggest that oh it's gonna be really emotional if you do that or like oh you might not be able to maintain your composure in that situation and oh someone might get mad at you it's like oh okay avoid we're not going there avoid that completely we're not even gonna look in that direction we'll just go a completely different direction (laughs) and I've seen that happen to me a lot so that's an ongoing pattern that I've noticed I hope you're loving this episode. I just quickly wanted to interrupt to let you know that if you're thinking of starting a podcast, then I have a great recommendation for you. Ease and Grow is hosted on Buzzsprout and it has saved my life. (laughs) Not to overstate, but when I was starting the podcast, I was very overwhelmed by all the different options out there. There There's so many different hosts. There are so many different editing platforms. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's so nice to have the reassurance of a really easy to understand interface like Buzzsprout that sends your podcast to all the right platforms every week. And it really takes care of you. They're great with customer service. I've emailed them and they've helped me immensely. So I just wanted to let you know that if you sign up for a paid plan with Buzzsprout and you use the link in the show notes, it lets them know that Ease and Grow sent you and you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan. So I think that's a really great incentive and it's just a really great interface when you're trying to learn a whole new technology system like podcasting. It was daunting for me and they made it nice and easy. So 
Yep, that's there for you. Go in the show notes or head to the episode webpage. And let's get back to this episode. And it just goes to show how important communication is and clear communication. Melissa Ambrosini calls it crystal clear communication. I love that. Like I was telling a friend, this is how we approach issues. So often we feel like we can't talk to the person that we have the issue with about the issue, but 90% of the time, that's the best person to talk to about it. Like, we think we can't go to that person that really upset us about whatever issue it was, but that's the person that needs to know. (laughs) Actually, it kind of blew my mind when my coach pointed out to me that talking to anyone else about an issue that you have with a different person is gossip. Like, it's one thing to get kind of feedback, maybe get advice. But if you're just complaining about a situation with another person, that's just gossiping. Like, you're not actually getting anywhere with that. So that's just some insight for you. If you have an issue in your life and you don't know what to do about it, and in your mind you think, I can't talk to the person that's about with it, Maybe talk that through with a coach or a therapist and then just do the brave thing and talk to them because it's honestly so liberating. Like I felt so light after it and it really shifted my mindset in regards to other situations in my life that I've been avoiding. Um, They say, I, I don't know what practice it is, but in the spiritual world, maybe it's Buddhism, maybe it's yoga principles, I don't know. But they say that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And that's really the core message of this episode about patterns, because the patterns in our lives are not just in one area of our life. If you have a pattern of avoiding looking at your bank statements, of avoiding answering phone calls or answering emails or et cetera, et cetera. It's everywhere. It's bleeding into all aspects of your life. Like it's not just going to be contained in one place. It's going to show up in multiple different places. So if you're struggling to think of what your thing is, just try to maybe spend a day noticing little habits you do. And then at the end of the day, take stock of, okay, what was the result of that habit? And then you'll see, oh, I totally overestimated how much energy I had in this one task. And then that bled into all the other tasks because I was too drained after doing that one task. Like, that's just a small example. But I encourage you to just think through how you do the little things in your life And then maybe you don't have to think it through. Maybe it'll just appear to you. You set the intention that you just want to be shown what your patterns are. And I'm sure over the course of a week, two weeks, you'll start to see that there are certain things that reveal themselves in different areas of your life. And it'll just make sense to you. So I think that'll be a good practice for you. What I really do want to highlight, though is the importance of, I don't want to say purifying because it sounds a little judgy, but taking stock of your thoughts and really acknowledging the power that your thoughts have. Because for me, I always felt like if I had a negative feeling about a person, then 
I just had to start either avoiding them or I just had to figure out how to solve the situation on my own. Maybe I need to coach myself. Like there was just something that I needed to do. I never, ever wanted to address the other person. And if for some reason, like I didn't feel like it, <laughs> I literally just posted this to Instagram, um, all the different ways that you can address your negative thoughts about a person and I gave some tips of like you can journal you can talk to a coach etc um if I didn't feel like journaling because I didn't have a therapist or coach when this was a huge issue in my life years ago uh, I would just have these negative thoughts running on a loop and anytime I thought about that person I would feel bad and I would just have negative thoughts poisoning my brain (laughs) and that was just the way I lived I didn't know what else to do about it I didn't know how to live better so we have grace for where we were in our lives before but that's not a great way to live it doesn't feel good for you and it completely poisons your relationship with whoever you're having these terrible thoughts about it's not just a little thing that you can brush under the rug like having these thoughts perpetually about a situation in your life, about a person in your life. Like I shared in my Instagram post about my acne. I was having negative thoughts constantly. Um, any unfulfilling jobs, just feeling unsatisfied. Like those thoughts that they run on a loop and they really, one, dampen your mood. Two, they don't improve anything around you. <laughs> it totally just reinforces how you feel already. Um, it's, it's not helpful. It's really not great to try to do it all on your own. And in what, in Amy Poehler's words, she was just on Armchair Expert and she called it self-regulating and she called it, she owned up to doing the exact same thing. She was like, I like to take care of my emotions on my own, away from other people. And then I like to come back when I've already dealt with them. And I was like, yeah, that's me too, (laughs) definitely. But it's not really helpful for being in a relationship with a person. For one, it's self-isolating, which I already am prone to doing. And for two, it's just the safe option. It's not effective. The best way to do it is to be vulnerable, open up, share your feelings. I suggest using I statements and acknowledging that the way you feel may not be the truth. It's just your experience. Those are all key things to do when you're being vulnerable and you're trying to improve a relationship in your life. If it's a job that you need to be honest about, then I would say be honest with maybe a coach and looking for new jobs and just get it out of your head. Because in Handel Group, they say what you believe, you prove. And I do believe that the more that you think certain thoughts they completely become beliefs and they just become your worldview and then that's the way you see the world and then all of a sudden there's no way out. So try to catch that sooner rather than later. And once you do that, you can ride the high of your vulnerable experience going, well, I'm kind of doing that now. Like I shared with you all in the last episode that was vulnerable for me. I shared with my therapist and then that totally led me to having and a scary, vulnerable conversation with my sister that had needed to be done months ago as well. And I'd been avoiding it. And 
I felt super anxious and scared on the way to the conversation. I had to call my cousin in Chicago and be like, I'm freaking out. Like, I need, like, encouragement. Like, I need some support right now. But that's okay. It's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to feel scared on the way to being vulnerable and honest. Just know that you're going to feel so much better when you're no longer addicted to these negative thoughts. Like, there are things that are bothering you for whatever reason. Maybe you didn't set a boundary. Maybe you feel like you can't set a boundary. This is just the way your relationship has been. There's some precedent. Whatever reason it is, just getting out your thoughts and being open with a person that you care about and you want to have a relationship with. Don't do this with people, like, who annoy you, like, in the drive-thru or wherever you may see people casually now. Where do people see people casually nowadays? The post office. I don't know. Don't do this with someone who you're never going to see again. But if you care about this relationship, it's so helpful. I'm just, I am such an advocate for this because it served me so, so 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 well and those were two conversations I had in the past week and I'm just like I feel like things are lifting off of me I feel like the universe is noticing it's like oh Seek is actually addressing things now instead of avoiding them okay all right maybe she's ready for this new opportunity that we had stored away for her so you know this is a little path to manifestation too um but yeah I I would say Become addicted to being transparent because airing out your thoughts is, I don't like to call it airing out your thoughts. Sorry, I'm going to take that back. Being honest is super helpful. It's one, virtuous, of course, my Enneagram one-ness loves how virtuous it is. Just be honest. Be your authentic self. Don't be scared to say what you need, state your needs, state your wants, and make sure that people know how you feel. And yeah, check out what other patterns maybe you have. Um, Maybe you're also an avoider. Maybe you're an overindulger. You like take on too many things at once. Maybe you stress yourself out by not saying no to people. You need to learn to set boundaries. Maybe that's a pattern. Maybe you judge yourself too harshly and you don't allow yourself to do certain things or feel certain ways or experience certain things because you're judging yourself. A lot of times we think other people are judging us, but really we're the ones judging ourselves. So that's something to look out for. Um, Yeah, I hope this is helpful for you to just start embarking on the journey of being open and honest first with yourself and then with others that is really the best advice I could give you about noticing your patterns because if you can't be honest with yourself, then you're not going to be open to noticing any of these little habits that may not be so healthy or may not be so helpful that are kind of running the program under the surface of your life and affecting everything you do and thwarting all your goals. (laughs) That's really what my avoidance pattern has been doing. Always have valued meaningful connections and deep connections and not being able to be open and transparent when I had an issue has been a big obstacle in the way of that goal. So just an example for if you are really trying to think of a small way, I actually had this happen really recently where 
I think this may be something we all do. And I kind of attribute this to my perfectionist Enneagram oneness, which plenty of people who aren't Enneagram ones relate to being perfectionistic. But I do a thing where I get an email and I read it on my phone and I'm like oh how nice and then I mark it as unread and I save it to answer on my desktop I don't know why let me know if you guys do this and you'll just help me feel like I'm not as crazy that I do this so often like why can't I just answer in the moment I literally caught myself in the moment when I was doing that it was just a friend it wasn't even like a professional email that I needed like my signature on I was just gonna answer a friend and I like marked on in red and I was like whoa what am I doing and I like went back in and answered it quickly and hit send and I was like oh my god this is what life can be like if I just do things in the moment rather than putting them off, letting them pile up, and then feeling completely overwhelmed. I have to sit down for like an hour to go through all the emails that I already read and I marked unread and like, it's just so annoying. (laughs) I just need to share that with you all because I need to know if I'm crazy or if that's a normal thing that people do in this day and age of never-ending information and consumption, like, we just always have content being thrown at us, whether it's texting, emails, Instagram, TikTok, whatever your preferred mode of information is, news. <laughs> like, it's just so much. And then I just make it worse for myself by reading it and then marking it unread. And I'm like, oh, great, I'm going to have to deal with that later. So, yeah, that's just me rambling about my own neuroses. But I hope that that inspired you to open up more and be more aware in your own life, whatever your patterns are. I'm very curious if you do notice some patterns that aren't so helpful for you. Um, I do recommend journaling and meditating. I personally like uh, the morning pages approach of free writing three pages when you wake up, no judgment, and just let it fly. If you don't have anything to say, literally write down, I don't know what to say. Like you just have to write something. And I think that's a great way to access your subconscious mind and like just get into like, what are those thoughts that I'm not really addressing? What are the things that are going unnoticed and silently running my life? Um, Yeah, and meditation I think is great because it just brings space to your day-to-day life when you have that practice of noticing your thoughts objectively knowing that you're not your thoughts and separating yourself from what's going on in your mind, it helps to give space to other parts of your day and lets you kind of slow down. So yeah, I hope that's helpful for you. Good luck spotting your patterns. I hope you have a breakthrough soon. I hope you have a beautiful March and I'll see you in the next one. Your mind is a garden, your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ease and Grow. I truly hope you got something meaningful and valuable out of it. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel so inspired, then go ahead and leave a nice rating and review on whatever listening platform you're on. Another good deed for your day, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. I truly love to connect, so reach out to me on Instagram at easeandgrowpod. There, you'll see we share fun and inspirational posts and some behind-the-scenes content. 
As always, I'm wishing you joy, growth, and wellness. Have a magical week and see you in the next one.